You know, there's obviously redeeming qualities about certain aspects of Black culture, but let's be so for real. There is so much of it that is pro-crime, pro-predatory behavior towards young, vulnerable people. Welcome to the Divested Diary Podcast. My name is Sharika Soul. I am so happy you are here, and we'll discuss Black culture, relationships, Black crime, and a little bit of politics, and look forward to discussing things that need to be discussed, open and honestly, without political correctness. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Divested Diary Podcast. It's me, your host, Sharika Soul, and I am so grateful to have you here with me. So a lot of people on my social media are always asking me, Sharika, what is a divester? You know, I have the word a divester in my bio on all of my social media platforms. So let's just get right into that so we can get that out of the way. A divester is a Black woman who has decided that there's a lot of financial, physical, emotional, and even sexual abuse uh, that she has to deal with in the community. And she's gotten tired of the focus being on Black men who go out into the world and commit crimes and then inevitably get uh, confronted by police. We're tired of being told to go protest for men who then turn around and terrorize their communities. So a divester is a woman who is tired of the toxic pro-Black expectation put on Black women, which basically masculinizes her and causes her to have to, you know, forget about her trauma um, and just focus on white men and Black men. And enough of that. We're going to divest from that. We're going to put ourselves first. So why are Black women divesting? Well, here's another look at that. In 2017, the Institute for Women's Policy Research released a 192-page report entitled The Status of Black Women in the United States. The report was based upon data collected from all 50 states and the District of Columbia. The report looked at a myriad of topics, including violence and safety. It revealed somber information about the healthy and safety of Black women. The report also revealed Black women experience higher rates of psychological abuse, which also included humiliation and coercive control. More than 20% of Black women experience rape within their lifetime. This percentage is a higher share than among women overall, okay? Black women are also two and a half times more likely to be murdered by men than our white counterparts, and more than nine in 10 Black women are victims who knew their murderers, okay? So basically what we have is a pandemic, an epidemic, if you will, of violence against Black women that is going unheard because our image is mostly used to fight the Black Lives Matter cause. But what's really happening outside of the pro- the protest, outside of the, you know, supposed hate crimes and, and stuff like that is Black women are dealing with violence inside their homes and inside their communities. It it doesn't make any sense for women to be helping men who are beating them up, who are abandoning their children, who are raping them. 
Why should we go outside, fight police, incur legal fees? Because that's what happened when you go out here and do those protests. You get arrested. You have to get a lawyer. You have to pay a bunch of fees. If you can't afford that stuff, your life goes kind of haywire because now you have all these fees that you have to pay and you have to also pay your rent, pay your lawyer and, and get over the trauma, right? Of being arrested. So it's like, why should a woman who is dealing with a violent man or has a black father that abused her or emotionally abandoned her, it looks crazy for her to go outside and say, respect the black man. The black man um, is my king. He is my everything. And you will respect him and you will not do anything bad to him if you are a police. Sorry if I'm a little loose for the words, but you get where I'm going with this. That's why women are divesting, specifically black women. And it is a movement for black women. You know, it's basically like segregation within the black community. And it is time for people, specifically, you know, people who have interest in black causes or talk about black culture, black votes, if you will, it is time for those people to kind of become aware that there's a movement going on in the black community. And it's that the black women are standing up and saying, please don't text me your GoFundMe. Okay, Mr. Black Man, we see you online. We watched your podcast where you said that the black women were undesirable and you prefer other races of women over us. Okay, we'll ask those women to go outside and fight the cops for you. Quit asking us. Leave us alone. We're divestors. And I think that this is something that all women, honestly, should consider. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of videos lately coming up on social media where it's depicting white women who were in a happy relationship with a black man, and then fast forward a few months after the baby's born, and they are proud single mothers. The black man is turning the white woman into the new face of baby motherhood. Okay, even the Asian woman. I'm seeing it with them too. They find a black man, they're all happy, and they're calling black women jealous who are trying to warn them that, hey, you know, you might want to vet that guy seems a little uh tyronish and the next thing you know we're right she's a baby mama she's a proud strong single mother doing what she's got to do for her child and sometimes even worse you know we have women who are you know in these happy relationships falling in love with these men these black men and then a few months later they're posting pictures of their faces all bruised up and that's no laughing matter but that's what divestment is about You can't just look at Black men and the race as a whole and think, okay, all these people are great. They're victims of white supremacy. If I get with a Black man, it's like supporting the cause, right? You're not supporting the cause if he's a criminal. You're supporting a criminal. (laughs) You're making babies with a criminal. And what's with women of other races getting with Black men and then all of a sudden having these ebonic accents. Like I never understand when an Asian woman, okay, who has parents with, you know, accents from their native land, and then they get with a black man, and all of a sudden she talks like she was born in Watts. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. 
Asians are so smart and classy. You know, they're not known for looting and abandoning their children. So I just don't understand why that, why that is like, I don't understand what the women are doing. Like being with a, a man in the hood, specifically a black one, it masculinizes. Masculinizes? Sorry, you guys can tweet at me or something. <laughs> I, know, I know I pronounced it wrong, but you know what I'm saying? It makes women manly. It makes them aggressive. It gives them a very rough around the edge personality. And they start talking like hood, like they're from the hood, like the crackhead man, gas station lurker that screams at you, hey, shawty, when you're just trying to pump your gas and go home. It's quite frightening to see intelligent women, white women, Latinos, Asians, you name it, Russian women, whatever. Get with a black man and then all of a sudden, it's just ebonics everywhere. I cannot take it seriously. In an effort to spread encouragement and in an effort to open doors to resources for women like myself, I would like to start an org for women's rights. Black women are still women, but are often attached to black men's rights. And that is not right. We need to support women and children first. 70% of black women are single mothers and two thirds of the black family home. The financial provider is the black woman. If we build women up with simple things like cars or college books, we can change a struggle into a testimony. I did, and so can millions of women and men searching for a little hand up, not a handout. Please visit divesteddiary.com for more information and to donate. So when you divest, what else does that mean? Does that mean you don't date Black men? Well, who should you date? I know a lot of Black women are hesitant about divestment or supporting it because it seems like we're saying abandon all the black men in the world that's not what we're saying okay if your black father is a good man who supports you emotionally and is morally sound a productive citizen he's not a gas station lurker he's not a george floyd running around high on fentanyl using fake money at a liquor store <laughs> to get a $5 lottery scratch off ticket. Like, be so for real, okay? He's a good man, okay? He could even be a Home Depot manager, something like that. I think they make good money. Anyway, the point is, we're not saying abandon your Black father that's been good to you and is good to other people and is good. We're saying abandon Pookie and Ray Ray. Okay. If your father isn't a Pookie and Ray Ray, there's no need to abandon him. And honestly, good black men, I believe, because there are black men that follow me on social media and who've tried to, you know, communicate with me, whatever. Good black men know what we're saying. When a black woman says, we need to divest. We need to be so for real. The community is in shambles. There's way too much sexual abuse going on. There's way too much murder going on. A good black man knows it's true. Because pedophiles don't just 
hurt little girls. They hurt little black boys too. Okay. And a good black man. Okay. Wouldn't want pokey, the pedo, ghetto uncle around his son. So if your dad, your black dad is a good black man, he's going to understand. And you don't have to abandon him, but abandon Pookie, abandon Ray Ray, and abandon anybody who tries to support that toxic mentality. We don't, you don't need them, ladies. You don't need them. There's plenty of other men out there, white, Asian, Latina, whatever. Latino, I should say, because I think Latino is for the women. But you know what I mean, America. You need to be so for real because it's not like, okay, so you date Daquan and, and maybe he's in college. Maybe he's, he's out there doing his thing. Who knows? But when you go and you meet Daquan's mother, <clears throat> when you go and meet Daquan's mother, his family is a ghetto hot mess. Do you want your children around people who can't help your child with third grade math? I know it sounds harsh, but let's just be so for real. And I know, I know, I know, I know white people are probably thinking, well, you know, we have people in our race like that too. This isn't about white people, okay? This is about black women divesting from choosing to mate with people that bring nothing but chaos into their lives, whether it be with, you know, pettiness, arguments, they have anger management issues. Like, let's be real. A lot of Black women grow up and learn how to be aggressive and angry from their mothers. Their mothers have anger management problems and they, you know, pass it on to their daughters. And you don't want to have your children with grandparents who behave like that. It's toxic. It's bad for the emotional regulation system for any child to be around somebody who has outburst and is screaming, hey, bitch, you know, Ebonics all the time. Okay. So this is going to be a podcast where we're not going to swear. So I apologize for using the B word just a moment ago. But you get what I'm saying. It's just time to divest from all of that toxicity. What does being Black have to do with being ghetto and speaking Ebonics and looting and being aggressive and intimidating other people and screaming, I'm a beat your ass and, and fighting and crime. I'm a street, I'm a street chick. I'm a street chick. You know, those girls on baddies are always calling themselves street and hood girls. Like you're, you're, you're telling everybody you're a criminal. What does that have to do with being Black? I'm tired of it. Okay, I'm tired of it. And I think that that's where the the heart of the divestment movement comes from. And I think a lot of people could relate to that. And I think it would do the country some good, no matter what race you are, to divest from Black toxic culture. Because it's one thing to support, you know, positive aspects of Black culture, things like hair. I think we have an amazing skincare 
kind of culture that, as you can see, keeps the women looking fresh and soft and buttery. All the butters. You know, there's obviously redeeming qualities about uh, certain aspects of uh, Black culture, but let's be so for real. There is so much of it that is pro-crime, pro-predatory behavior towards young, vulnerable people. Even in the Black LGBT community, I see so much predatory behavior from older gays towards these younger Black gays. You know, they get kicked out of their houses because their parents don't accept their gayness, LGBT status, whatever you have. And it's like these older gay men prey on that. And that's pedophilia to me. You can call it whatever you want. Oh, that's your mother. That's your queen mother. You want to be a drag queen. No, that's a pedophile. That's a 28-year-old man inviting a 16-year-old into their home. And it happens in the gay community. They talk about it like it's nothing. I hear a lot of gay Black men talk about that. But the point is, it's time to divest from that. Okay? So that's what divestors are. That's kind of the flow of the podcast, have you will. And I really look forward to talking and hearing your thoughts and all of the things. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Divested Podcast. Again, I am your host, Sharika Soul. It's been amazing. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me where you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on my website at divesteddiary.com or my favorite social media app, X, at Sharika Soul 84 